What's up, everybody, and welcome to Can I Really Make It, the podcast that explores the ups and downs of creative freelancing, whether it be photography, photo editing, videography or filmmaking, video editing, being a makeup artist, a voice actor, creative baker, clothing designer, music producer, singer, songwriter, etc., etc., etc. Anything that falls under the umbrella of creative freelancing, we will explore. I am your host, Ahmed. I'm Creative Roberson, and in this podcast, I will do my best to explore as many talent fields as I can think of and connect with as many of my fellow freelancing creatives to get their stories about the challenges they face, how they overcame them, and how they've come out on top in a forever changing, highly saturated, yet open market. So let's get right to it. Here we are. It is February 2nd, 2021. We are here. We've made it. Podcast number three. In this podcast, we're going to get straight to it. We're going to talk about how to market yourself or how I market myself. Well, how we're going to market ourselves, right? I market myself. Well, at this point, for the most part, every bit of marketing that I do is through word of mouth. I've marketed myself enough in the up and coming years to where for the most part people know who I am, what I do, where to find my work, and a lot of people recognize my work without me even having to put my logo on my work. Some people like that, some people hate that. I, you know, it has its place, you know. I don't think I've ever landed a client because I have my logo on my work. But at the same token, I don't think I've ever lost a client because I had my, well, actually I may have, uh, early, early on in my career, I would put my logo on my work and I think I may have plastered my logo on my work a little bigger than I should have, but that's a rookie mistake. You know, we all make it. It's just part of the game. It's part of the learning curve. Now I don't even put logos on my work anymore. It depends on what website I'll share it on. If it's a website that I'm always on, like Facebook or Instagram or something like that. I don't necessarily put my logo on there. And one of the reasons is because my signature style, people recognize my work now so much so that even without me tagging my work with my logo, people know it's me. I mean, yeah, of course you might be thinking, well, on Facebook or Instagram, they see your name with the picture, but I've had friends tell me, even when I would post a picture or somebody else would share one of my photos, like screenshot my photo without my name, my Facebook or Instagram name on it, they would still recognize my work because they recognize my style of shooting and uh, my signature style of editing or whatever, you know. So my marketing is through word of mouth. But we're going to talk about before you get to that level of word of mouth marketing. And the first thing that I will say, actually, I'll give you a list of what not to do. And first thing I would say, is well we'll talk we'll talk about social media marketing and we'll talk about email marketing and these are what I suggest you don't do with social media marketing first of all with social media marketing if you already have a following on social media marketing to that following is kind of redundant i mean they see you posting on facebook or instagram all the time and then if you market and post on Facebook and Instagram about your photography work. It's like I'm sharing my photography work and then I'm going to put a post up about my photography work. It starts to become like junk mail. Like 
when you look at Facebook and you're scrolling through your timeline and you see an ad for some shoes or some watches or some uh, jewelry or some clothing or something like that, even if it's an ad that you didn't necessarily click on, you know, because the algorithm tries to find what you normally look for and put that in your feed. Even if it's not an ad that you necessarily that you didn't click on, if you see that and you're not interested in it, you're going to blow right past it. Right. So think about it from when you're marketing. Don't think about how cool your work looks, how dope your work is, and everybody wants to see it. Think about marketing from a customer standpoint, a client standpoint as a client. If you're scrolling through your Facebook timeline or Instagram, do you want to constantly see ads for somebody's work? Whether you support that work or not, do you want to see ads for that all the time? Of course not. It's just like regular mail. When you go check your mail in your mailbox, you you pick up your bills. Unfortunately, you know, we grab our bills. We grab whatever important letters are in there. And most of the time, not everybody, but a good amount of us, probably, we take that supermarket ad that walmart ad that furniture store ad paper and we just toss it in the trash without even looking it over you might glance at it really quickly but you're not motivated to go to buy a new couch or go get another tv or go buy some steaks or apples at 39 cents a pound or something like that right (laughs) no matter how good a deal it is because you get it all the time so again with social media you don't want to post on your timeline all the time about your photography work and then run an ad about your photography work or, you know, your clothing design work or your, your music or anything, you know, anything in your creative field. I, I use photography a lot because that's my field, but replace photography with, with, with whatever creative field you're into. And the message is the same across the board. You just don't want to spam your timeline because it will soon lead you to a a pit of emptiness. You know, you'll be forgotten. You'll be completely forgotten because everybody will blow past it because they don't want to see your ad anymore. So while that is a don't do, this is a do do. Let me go ahead and throw some silly laughter in there for that one. (laughs) This is a do. This is what you want to do. Or, well, this is what I do. Okay, so first of all, with my... Facebook and Instagram, I use those as my business names. So my photography website is A Roberson Photo, but I also am known by and go by Am Creative. You know, my name is Ahmed. My family calls me Am. I'm a creative person, so I call myself Am Creative, right? So on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find me as Ahmed Am Creative Roberson. So right off the bat, people are likely to be intrigued by the name for people who don't know me. You know, they just scroll because my, my, my Facebook is public. You know, that's another thing. I make sure it's public because you just don't know who may come across your timeline, who may come across your work, right? You don't want to keep it private to friends only because only your friends are going to see that. And if your friends already know what you do and they're tired of seeing what you do, you think they're really going to help market you or spread word of mouth about your business or do you think it's going to actually go further than your private Facebook or Instagram account? No, it's going to stay within that tight circle and you'll never get out of that circle. You might get a couple of people that are looking for photographers on your friend's timeline and they may recommend you, but I have 
thousands of friends, not not a, not an insane amount, you know, I'm, I'm talking maybe two, maybe 3,000 if I'm lucky, but I have like two or 3,000 friends on my Facebook. My Facebook is public. When I post, 99% of my posts are public. So that way it ends up on somebody else's timeline and then that person sees it and then that person beyond that and beyond that and beyond that, so on and so forth, gets to see my work and I don't even know these people, but now they know me. Because my timeline, my posts are public. So first thing you want to do, you want to make your Facebook or Instagram something that has to do with your business. You don't want to have your Facebook or Instagram be something like, yeah, I'm the dopest since high school. You can't see me at Facebook.com or something crazy like that. And then on that same Facebook post, try to market your business. I mean, come on now. I mean, you want to think practical. You want to you use without trying to sound insulting. You know, you want to use common sense about it. You want to attach everything to your brand. You are your brand. You're marketing yourself, right? Think about cereal, Kellogg cereal. You know, all they do is market Kellogg. That's it. They don't have any side names or some nicknames or some side hustle going on. They market what they are. They are who they are. They are who they are. They market who they are. And that's it. So that's what you want to do, right? So my Facebook and Instagram is listed as Ahmed. I'm creative Roberson. My place of business, you know, uh, founder, CEO, owner, operator of a robersonphoto.com. So when I post my post, if I post about my photography, which I rarely do, but if I post about my photography, I make sure I put a link in my, maybe in my description. I don't necessarily put a watermark on my photos, but Overall, I keep my Facebook light. I might talk about something that happened throughout the day, something about my family, something light, because I do have my private group of friends, right? So I want to still keep them interested in being my friend, because if, if all I did was post about my photography, they might give a like just out of a cur- out of courtesy, but they're just going to blow right past it. But if I talk about regular stuff on occasion, I'm still connecting with my core group of friends, and then... In between that, every now and then, if I did a project or a photo shoot or something that I'm really proud of, I'll go ahead and post that. And that way, it still catches their attention because they're so used to seeing my posts be about regular stuff that most regular people post on Facebook and Instagram, right? You see the strategy there? You want to post regular stuff like you do throughout your day, and hopefully you keep it light, keep it professional, because ultimately, you're still running your business through Facebook and Instagram. You know, you might take a lighter approach, a a roundabout approach, but ultimately your page is still about your business. My page is still Ahmed, I'm Creative Roberson. So no matter what, even if I post something like that has absolutely nothing to do with photography, eventually I come back around and I post something about photography and my friends actually see it. And because it's public, somebody actually sees it. And if they like it or love it or share it, it goes even that much further out and it doesn't stay restricted in that tight little bubble. So you see the strategy there? You want to get your stuff out there. And so um, the next thing I want to talk about, you can hear my notes rattling in the background. You know, I try to, (laughs) as much as I'd like to talk off the top of my head, I also like to keep little just key notes. So my next keynote is, in terms of marketing, use as many free listings 
as you can. Paid listings might work, but in today's time, you know, 2020, 2021, I really don't think they have the same reach, the same impact as they did as they did before. The reason being is because years back, back in the day before the smartphones, the Instagrams and all these phones and filters and stuff, people used to marvel at professional photographers, professional clothing design, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever your field is, again, whatever your field is of expertise, your field of creativity, where you want to freelance and be self-employed in, substitute that, substitute photography with that. But for me, in my field, photographers, professional photographers used to be looked upon as like, wow, this dude's a professional photographer. Like, there's nothing I can do that's going to make my photos look as good as his or hers. But with the invention of well, the invention of the and flooding the market with smartphones and these good cameras that are in these smartphones, we are no longer that exclusive group. You know what I mean? So um, back in the day, if you had a paid platform to market yourself, it was exclusively for professional photographers and people who wanted professional portraits would look through these resources to find you. But now so many people are satisfied with camera phone photos that they don't think that our work is that much better. I mean, I can go into detail about how much difference uh, actual professional makes versus a camera phone with a filter, but we'll save that for another podcast, another discussion. But back in the day, back in the day, you would use a paid marketing platform to get your work out there. And again, they, they would cater to people who actually look for, for, for professionals because the smartphone technology, the cameras in the smartphone weren't up to par. And along with those paid promotional websites, marketing websites, there were a ton of free ones, a ton of free ones. I don't even know if those free ones exist today, but if they do, I suggest you go look for them. And I'm talking about Craigslist. Just put your ad on Craigslist. It it won't hurt. You might land a client. When I was just starting to like really, really market my business, <clears throat> excuse me. When I really started to market my business, I would market on Craigslist a lot. And over the course of one summer, I made a killing. I made a killing uh marketing on Craigslist. I mean, I kind of shot myself in the foot because I marketed so low. And you know, Craigslist, a lot of people are looking for the lowest rate possible, but I wanted to make some money and more importantly than making money, I was looking at the long term, looking at the long goal, the long road down, down, you know, down the line. I wanted to put my name out there, establish a name for myself, get myself out there so much. So I used Craigslist. I used, um, link, you know, LinkedIn. I did the Facebook marketing. I did the Instagram marketing. Um, ah, man, there's so many different websites that I marketed myself. I can't even think of the name, but if you were to just do a Google search and look up a listing of professional photographers or free listing for professional photographers, or, you know, whatever your field of creativity is, look up that free listing and put your name on there. It won't hurt. It will not hurt whether that website is big time and out there still, or no longer really heavy in the marketing game. They were free. Why would you not put yourself on a free website? I mean, of course, you want to make sure you, you, you look at the website, vet it, vet the website first, make sure they're not having any kind of uh, 
raunchy ads or any ads running through their website that have nothing to do with your photography. But if they're a legit website that's running ads and helping you market yourself, absolutely, by all means, put your name on the listing, list your business, because I've actually had clients I've put my name on websites where I've completely forgotten that I put my name on there and I've had clients reach out to me and hire me for a job and I ask them where they find me and they'll tell me about this website and I'm like, oh man, I totally forgot about that. But I'm out there in the web, you know, the the inner, the infinite web, you know, I'm out there in the, in the atmosphere, the technosphere or whatever you, <laughs> whatever you call it, I'm out there and I put myself out there with every free website possible. Because I wanted to get my name out there. So because of doing that and because of also joining other photography websites that, that talk about and uh, talk about the market of photography, you know, whether it be the new cameras coming out, new video equipment, editing equipment, uh, photo editing techniques, Photoshop, so on and so forth. I would also join forums on those websites and I would talk on those websites and or, or chat rather with other photographers just to get my name into the system, into the system of Google, the Google search. So now if you Google search my name, Ahmed Roberson, A-H-M-E-D-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N, I'm on the first, second, and some of the third page of Google under my name. And everything under my name is photography related. So if somebody just looks up my name, they're going to find something about my photography and that's going to backlink them to my website. Then they can find me. They can reach out to me. They can hire me. I can do the job done and done. And that's all through free marketing. I've never paid for a Google ad. I've never paid to market myself on Google yet. I'm on the first, second and some of the third page of Google. When you search my name. Now, if you just search a photographer, not, I'm not necessarily going to come up. Why? Because there's millions and millions of photographers out and there's, it's, it's easy for me, even as an established professional, it's easy for me to get lost in the shuffle because there's so many of us out there and that's not a, a knock against the market. It's just, it's just the game. It's just part of the game. It is what it is. So you want to, sorry, just going through my notes again. Um, you want to use as many free outlets as possible to put yourself out there. Get, get Just get your name out there because when people start to look for you, you know, you want to make it as easy as possible for them to find you. I used to live in Long Beach. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada now. I used to live in Long Beach, California. So when I would market myself or put myself on those free listings, I would put it out there that I'm a Long Beach based photographer. Or when I lived in Garden Grove, I'm a Garden Grove based photographer, Huntington Beach based photographer, Las Vegas. Now I do product photography now and I don't market myself as much because I'm somewhat established and the word of mouth is actually what keeps me afloat a lot of times. So I don't market myself that way anymore. But if I were to, I would put myself as a Long Beach, I mean, I'm sorry, a Las Vegas, Nevada based photographer. And I even have that on my website. I believe when you click on it, um, the top line or opening line or something like that uh, in the search algorithm shows that I'm a Las Vegas based photographer. So the last thing I want to talk about is let's see here. Let me go through my notes really quick here. Let's see. The last thing I want to talk about is 
finding finding balance, finding the right time to post. And we're going back to social media here. We're talking about Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you're on Twitter, I'm not. But if you're on Twitter or um, what else is there? Uh, Snapchat or stuff like that. Whatever media outlet that you use that you spend the most time on, you get the most interaction from. You want to find the right time to post there. You want to you want to pay attention to because even if your if even if your page is public like mine, you still have a core set of friends that are on at a certain time of day, certain time of night, certain time in the, in the afternoon, the evening. You want to pay attention to when your timeline is hottest, when it's at its best, when it's the most activity. You know, a lot of our friends will still be working a nine to five. So with that being said, they're probably on right before they go to work could be, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, depending on what time their shift starts. They're probably on and active right before their shift starts between eight or nine o'clock. And chances are, if they're in a nine to five world, they have to take their lunch anywhere between 11 and 1 p.m., 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. So you want to look at their activity between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And then when they get off work, you know, they get off work five, six o'clock, seven o'clock. And then throughout the rest of the night, you want to see when the activity is at its highest. You want to see what day people interact the most. And then on those days, you can take my light approach and just post something that has nothing to do with your freelancing, your freelancing, your career whatsoever. But then on those same days, those same times when you know the activity is hot on your social media channels, those social media pages that you like to interact on, you post something then because you know for sure because everybody's on your timeline at that given hour, they're going to see your post. You know, it's strategic. It's not just posting stuff for the sake of posting it because you're hot and everybody digs you over everybody else because you're you. No, it is. this is a business. Remember that. At the end of the day, it still is a business, you know, and you want to conduct it as such. And when you do conduct it as such, you get respected and treated as such. But if you take it so light to where nobody takes you seriously, I mean, you're you're doing all this work for not. And this is a lot of work. I, I do way more work than I did as a freelancer than I uh, than I I do. Way, I do way more work as a freelancer than I ever did working a nine to five because, I mean, this is constant 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 strategies to market it's not constantly marketing or if you know it might be because even if you're putting yourself out there and just doing a light facebook post about whatever you saw throughout the day you're still keeping your name relevant you're still keeping your page relevant people want to interact with you all the time you know so when you do that i have friends who do this you know uh, i have a, a a friend from high school she sells jewelry on her Facebook page. She doesn't even have a website as far as I can recall, but she sells jewelry on her Facebook page and she doesn't post about her jewelry all the time. She'll post random stuff about her family throughout her day, what she did on her date night with her husband or whatever the case may be. And every now and then she'll throw in a, a small, short, quick post, a quick ad about some of the jewelry she's selling and she's getting all types of interaction. And it's not just 
likes for the sake of likes or hearts or any other emojis. She's getting inquiries where people are like, oh, man, I love that. I need to get those earrings from you or that necklace or that bracelet or so on and so forth. And then she'll direct them to where they need to reach out to her. But it's all strategic. And she didn't take my master class. You know, she just knows. She knows the strategy. She knows the game. I don't know if she was watching me and seeing if it works or not. Who knows? I don't know. And that same friend of mine, she actually purchased some of my work. And, you know, that's probably because I didn't flood my timeline. Because it got to it got to a point in the beginning where I would do that. Every other post I would do would be about my photography. And I noticed it went from having photos with five, six, seven hundred likes within a couple of uh, hours down to a hundred like 200 likes, 150, 25, 10. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I looked at my own timeline and I'm like, man, this is annoying. You know, if I'm annoying myself with my work that I'm trying to market and sell, how do you think people from the outside looking in are feeling about it? So you have to take that approach. You have to think about your business from a client's perspective, because again, I'm sure I mentioned it before. When we come up with a business plan, of course it's going to win. Of course, this, this is it. This is the one. We're going to make it. We're about to be rich. We never have to work another day in our life because my business plan is hot. But do you ever think about what can go wrong? Often people don't. And I didn't when I was marketing my stuff all the time. I didn't think about what can go wrong if I market it all the time. And as a result... You know, I had to take a step back and say, you know what? I'm, I'm flooding the timeline. I'm sending out too much spam. I'm sending out too much information to people who already know what I do. You know, if you kick it, you know, you kick it and spend time, hang out with your best friend all the time. And your best friend knows you're a photographer and you say, hey, man, look at this picture. Hey, man, look at this picture. Hey, girl, check this picture out. Check this out. After a while, they're going to be like, all right, man, I've seen your work. I already know you're dope. I know what you can do. I don't need to see it anymore. And that's what happens on your timeline. It's the same thing. You're just not saying it verbally unless you do a video post, but oftentimes not. You just type in your post, you know, whatever you want to uh, post and attach a photo or link to your website or your business um, with that. And, you know, and I'll, I'll close with this. I had a friend of mine. He became a photographer. He was actually one of my uh, clients who became a photographer, and he's actually pretty good at what he does. But he has a, a huge supportive group. Uh, family and friends. I mean, huge. This guy will post a photo, whether it's a great photo or not. He'll post a photo and he'll get thousands of likes, thousands of likes. And he considered me to be one of his mentors. You know, I'm one of his favorite photographers. He considered me to be one of his mentors or whatever. So he reached out to me. He said, man, if you don't mind, I got a, I, I got a question for you. And of course I don't mind, you know, I mean, yeah, I do teach photography and Photoshop and all this other stuff and business strategies. But, you know, a question here or there ain't going to hurt anybody. And I'm not going to ruin my name, my reputation by every time somebody asks me one question. Okay, man, you got to uh, PayPal me uh, $25 real quick. You know, yeah, that's a poor business strategy too, but I digress. Um, he said, you know, I have a question for you, man. I just, I, I, I have a question about marketing and my business strategy. I wonder what's if you could help me out, and you know, of course I said, yeah. So he says, every time I post a picture, I get thousands, hundreds and thousands of likes almost instantly. People love my work, but none of them are purchasing. 
And he said none. And he stressed to me that none were making any purchases. He said, I'm putting out all this work and people are loving my work. I mean, you could look at my timeline right now and see likes, likes, likes. He said, not to even take a shot at you, but I'm getting more likes than you. And you're my favorite photographer. And he's like, but it's not translating into sales. What am I doing wrong? And I told him right off the bat, likes don't mean sales. Likes, to put it bluntly, to be a little harsh with it, likes don't mean anything. Especially if they're coming from your core group of family and friends. I mean, look, if I post a picture and my mom likes my picture, you think my mom's going to buy my picture? Or my cousin? Or my brother, or my sister, whatever the case may be, you think they no, and you know you view your friends the same way. My best friends, my close friends, you know, chances are they're not. They might spread the word, which you know, again, if you have a public page, they spread the word, it gets it out there. Then you can start making some uh, sales and landing new clients and all that. But your core group, your immediate group of them liking your picture, they're just showing their support. By giving you that thumbs up because they actually do like your work, but that doesn't necessarily transmit translate to sales. And that's what was happening with him. So, you know, I told him that first. I said, you know, don't be discouraged. It's just a fact of the matter. You know, the likes don't mean sales. If that be the case, look at how many people get likes on all their random posts on Facebook. We'd all be rich. We'd all be rich if likes translated into sales and they don't. So I said, you know, don't take it as a shot against you. Don't take it as a shot against your work just because you're getting likes and not making sales. I said, you need to find another, you need to find a workabout. And, you know, I told him, you know, pretty much the strategy, the strategy that I have post on Facebook, random stuff. Do, you know, keep your page light, keep your face page professional, post random stuff. But every now and then post a photo, and along with that photo that you post, don't just post the photo itself just to get a whole bunch of likes and pats on the back because pats on the backs and likes don't pay the bills. You know, so when you do post that said photo, attach what it costs or whatever special you have going on with that photo. So if people see that photo and they truly genuinely like it and they're interested in having that photo, They'll then reach out to you because you've already put out there that it's not just a photo for photo's sake. This is a sales pitch for my business. This is an ad that I'm running for my business. Along with everything else that I post, I'm going to throw an ad in there. So I posted, you know, I, first I talked about basketball. I talked about football, something my son did, my daughter, my dog did. It's light. It's fun. People are interacting with me. Now I'm going to throw in this photo ad. I'm going to throw in this photo. And in the bottom, this photo this session, this time for this many prints, or this many digital copies, X amount of dollars. And that's how you start to lead your posts into sales. It's not going to guarantee that all those people who like that post with your ad on it are going to turn into clients, customers all of a sudden. But at least they know when they're liking that, they could be saving that for later. You know, and then they could be screenshotting it and reaching out to you and saying, hey, I saw your post where you're given a package deal with this many photos and this many edits and this many digital copies for X amount of dollars. I want to get that done for me and my family or my daughter's graduating, my son's graduating or whatever the case may be, you know, but ultimately you still don't want to do it all the time. So. He took that advice. He said, okay, you know, because he realized he had been flooding his timeline a little bit and he was getting a bunch of likes, but they weren't leading into anything. So he started to back off a little bit with the post or his photography post and he would post about random stuff. And then 
every now and then he'll throw in that that photo that he thought was really good. And he would also have his clients would want, you know, once he got their permission to share it online, he would got, he got his clients to also share that they got that photo and he would make, he would, the photo that he would post online would have his advertising information on there and he would get his clients to share it with their family and friends. And when they saw it and they liked it, they already knew what it was going to cost. Next thing you know, everybody's coming to him to get the same package deal that they offered his client that shared it on their timeline and those that saw it on his timeline. So you see, there's a strategy to everything we do. We're we're in a business to make money. We're not just being freelancers just to say we're freelancing. I work for myself and pat me on the back because I made it. You know, no, we're we're climbing that hill. We're we're swimming upstream and we're trying to make it. And I'm just trying to share marketing strategies with you on how I'm making it, how I deal with the ups and downs and what I'm going through. So hopefully, hopefully what I just shared with you uh, hit home. You know, hopefully you were able to take some notes out of this, even if it's just one note out of everything I just said, you know, hopefully it can help you in your marketing, your marketing strategies to help you build a bigger, stronger, more consistent client base. And if so, please give me a round of applause, you know, (laughs) and please, please share, subscribe if you haven't already. You know, spread it, spread the word around, you know, word of mouth marketing. Please tell your friends about it. If you have other creative friends in your circle that are interested in marketing strategies and they're wondering, can I really make it? Yes, you can. And I'm going to help you make it. I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to help you make it. So I will see you guys in Well, I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. This is Ahmed. I'm Creative Roberson. And... We'll be talking again soon.